Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we are going to focus on the importance of your website. Um, I think our websites are something that many of us have kind of forgotten about. Um, We paid someone probably several thousand dollars a few years ago or many years ago to create one for us, and then it tends to just sit there on the internet as sort of a static brochure. Um, There's usually a page of welcome to so-and-so's mediation services or Guthrie Mediation. Um, Here's a list of our services. Here's an introduction to our mediator. And here's some interesting facts or a blog that was posted about two years ago. Um, I can't tell you how many colleagues' websites I see that sort of follow that same pattern. Uh, Money was invested, it was created, it was probably very well done for the time. Uh, And then it has basically stayed as just a very, you know, blank statement as to what we or our practice was at the time it was created. And the problem with that is that technology has moved way beyond uh, the original creation of that website in most cases. And if you are not constantly updating your website, it will move down in SEO, it will become much less attractive, it will become much less of a marketing tool. And in fact, some of them can actually be if they're poorly done, or have outdated data, or are very um, old fashioned, static, not particularly attractive, lots of words, no pictures, they can actually be a harm to us because they make us look outdated. And for people out there in the world today who are looking for current up-to-date practitioners, a website that is dated means that you are dated. And so they will very quickly click on the next link and go look at the next mediator. Um, I also, if you were listened to my interview last week with Elliot Herland, uh, when he was talking about the need to create a website, I thought he had a great comment. He said, when one of his colleagues said, do you have a website? And he said, you know, now I've been around forever. Everyone knows me. I get all my business by referrals. 
why do I need one? And the colleague said to him, well, you may be well known by the old guard, but younger mediators out there look around or younger attorneys out there. If you're a mediator who, um, you know, serves and finds business through attorneys, if you don't have a website for them, you do not exist. So for those of you who have a website, but it's out of date, or for those of you who do not have a website, this episode is for you. I'm going to touch on nine of my top tips for getting your website into the new century, into the 21st century. Um, So let's start with tip number one. It's a relatively simple concept, um, and that is add new content to your website. So as I was just saying, many of us created a website years ago and have basically just let it sit there getting stale. Just, you know, I I went and actually was on a, a colleague's website the other day and the most recent blog post they had posted was three years old. It was, uh, 2017. Uh, so you just look at that and wonder, well, has this person or has, Um, this practice done anything in the past three years. So the very easiest way, you know, easiest way, not the, the very easiest, but the easiest way to update your website is to add some new content. Now, new content can be anything. It can be new pictures, but if you're adding pictures, make sure that you add the alternate text. Uh, One, because that is what is required by the Americans with Disabilities Act, so that your non-seeing or vision-challenged website viewers will be able to uh, get the the, uh, written version of what your picture is, but also that alternate text describing what's in your pictures raises your SEO. So make sure you can usually put a fairly robust sentence in there. Make sure that you are doing that and get some current pictures on your website. And I will say this, if you have a website that does not have many pictures, you are going to want to change that. These days, you can put slideshows on there, you can put video on there. Um, A lot of written word is extremely off-putting. I know we use our websites to give information, but you also want to break that up with pictures. Another great way of doing, uh, adding new content is to go to that blog that you started oh so long ago and actually post some up-to-date content. Post a new article, post uh, a a new video. uh, Blog content does not all have to be um, in the written format. What you can do is actually, if you have a YouTube channel, put a new video on your YouTube channel, then put a short paragraph about the description of what's in the video on your blog with a link to the video. But you do want to add some new content. The next little tip, number two, would be to re-examine your keyword strategy. So this goes to search engine optimization, which I think a lot of people have heard but don't necessarily understand. Um, And I could do an entire podcast on SEO, so we're just going to hit on it 
at a high level, but you should be checking your SEO periodically and making sure then that your content matches the SEO for your target audience. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing I would say is do a little research. Um, what is your particular target audience searching for? right? So you know the type of client or the type of, of person that you are trying to attract to your website, to your business. You're going to want to do a Google search. And, uh, you know, there's one called Google Keyword Planner. And that will help you identify the keywords to optimize. And then you insert those into the language that's on your website so that if a certain phrase is something that people are looking for, as an example, online mediation, then you want to make sure in the text on your website, online mediation appears in conjunction together in as many places as possible, including in that alternate text for the pictures. So you're definitely should be doing that periodically. Um, I've read articles that say at least once a year. Honestly, I think you need to do it a little more often than that. Uh, but it is a very quick way to update your website. And you weren't going to want to do actually all of the pages, right? You're not going to want to just do your first page because if you have different um, search engine optimization keywords for different aspects of your practice, you're going to want to change the SEO and the keyword strategies on each page. It doesn't take as long as it sounds like if you have control over your website. You know, if you you know me, I have this thing about wanting to be able to control my own websites. I have three websites um, and I do all three of them. I managed them, I created them, I used GoDaddy's website builder, um, and I am therefore able to change them at will rather than having to wait for someone um, who works for me to do that for me, my tech guy or uh, you know somebody else. So I highly recommend that. I do have a webinar that shows you how to create your own website. For those of you who have not done so, you may wanna watch that webinar because that then gives you the control to do all these things. Now, tip number three, is you're going to want to freshen your calls to action triggers, right? So all throughout your website, there should be a thought in your mind as you're creating the website. What do you want people to do? So, you know, here's all about me or here's all about my divorce mediation service. At the end of the blurb, what do I want them to do? I want them to reach out and schedule a free consultation. I want them to send me an email. I want them to click on my calendar link so they can schedule a meeting with me. Whatever your call to action is, make sure one that you have them. I see websites every single day that have absolutely no calls to action or very few. And then make sure that they are up to date, that they are active links if that's what these are, you know, to a calendar or to something and make sure that, you know, I like them as buttons so that it stands out on the page or at the end of the um, the text. You can sometimes do it as a, just a, a link in the text, but that is actually, you know, much more subtle. So if you can do a nice bright button, 
or you know a themed button that says get the program make an appointment free consultation um, schedule your free consultation now whatever that might be very helpful and they should be all over all of the different pages now tip number four is that you need to update the website so i see things all the time on websites where someone has a date like be sure to watch my webinar on June 15th and it's July. So you need to go through and make sure that you are updating all of that type of content and you want it to be as fresh and clean as possible. So as an example, I do webinars as, as most of you know, pretty much every week I do several different webinars. I immediately go to the website when I complete a webinar or when I schedule a new one and make sure that I update all of the dates on every page of my website. Am I perfect at it? No, sometimes I miss one um, or I'm a day late in getting that done. But it's very helpful to have that fresh and up-to-date website. And the other thing would be to update your, you know, your video or your images, the pictures that you have. As I said, if you have a picture of yourself as a brunette and you're now a blonde, get the blonde picture up there. The, the, the use of outdated pictures is especially um, aging or makes your website look out of date, right? If it's a picture of you from when you had your first headshot with your first law firm and you haven't updated the pictures of you or your practice or your office in, you know, 10 years since that's been done, I highly recommend getting new headshots, getting something modern, being sure that you're showing pictures or have a slideshow. I mean, that's just something that can update your uh, website right there. Instead of having pictures, have videos or slideshows. That movement also makes your website more modern. And these days, you know, with the use of Zoom, you can flip on the record function on your Zoom and create a web a video for your website in minutes. And in fact, I have an entire episode of this podcast on that. It's called, I think, the best feature of Zoom you may not be using. And that is the ability to create videos. So go listen to that one and then put a video, a quick 60 seconds. You know, hello, here I am. This is my practice. Um, so I think that that's something, again, very quick and easy that you can get onto your website. I've always recommended to those who have taken the uh, Learn to Mediate online training program and who are then offering online mediation services, do a quick video. Welcome to ABC Mediation. We're excited to announce that we are now offering fully online mediation and arbitration services or coaching services or whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be much more than that. Um, but it's very helpful. Now, here's a little tip that I also see all the time and was guilty of myself, but I had not, I, as I said, I create my own websites and there's a copyright at the bottom of your website. You want to make sure you have the copyright language 
on your website, on each page. You have created it or it has been created for you. You own the copyright for it, but update the date. So, so many websites that were created in 2016 say, still say copyright 2016 at the bottom of the page. Go and update that to 2020, um, 2020, and then 2021 next year, but update your copyright. Now, another thing that happens for many of us, and I am guilty of this as well, is as we build out our websites, one of the things that I've found by having so much control over my website is I keep adding to it, right? I have this constant, new things are coming up, I have new trainings, um, it's very exciting, but then the pages tend to get very long and unwieldy. It becomes difficult to navigate through the website. So you do want to periodically reevaluate the navigation and site flow. Um, does it, is it easy to find things? Is it easy to get from page one to page two? Are all the links working? Would it be better to, if you have a services page and you keep adding new services, so now it's scrolling, 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 scrolling to get through all of them, would it be better to do a drop-down menu that allows people to go to a separate page for each type of service? Would it be more compact and easier to navigate? So definitely something to look at. Um, I am, you know, retooling my websites as we speak to add more drop-down menus and break up these long pages. Uh, people don't want to have to scroll. Honestly, if it gets too far down on your page, they're not going to go there. Um, and so uh, tip number seven, I've already alluded to in that last tip, but the other thing you wanna make sure is that the links actually work on your website. This is a common error um, often the dates, again, if a date's out of date, often the link is out of date, but very often people will have, you know, go here to find out more or click here to schedule with my calendar. And then that link is broken or hasn't worked or they've switched to a new calendar. So periodically, again, as you do your website checkup, check and click on each link and make sure that it is taking you where you think it's taking you. One of the features of the GoDaddy website builder that I like so much is you can make changes, edit your website, and then you can click a button called preview that gives you both the web version and the mobile version that you can scroll through, see what it's actually going to look like, check all of those links before you ever publish it and put it out there. Um, so, and then tip number eight is make sure all of your contact information and your company's information are fully up to date. And this is another issue for especially people who created a website, you know, ages ago when they established their firm or when they first got out there um, and started their mediation practice. You want to make sure that everything about your company and your company's information is current and up to date and is there. Um, many people, I just saw a website the other day that didn't have a contact us page. Uh, and so if people can't contact you, what is the point of having the web page, right? So you need to make sure 
that your information, that your staff members, if you have meet our team, make sure you have current pictures of everyone, current bios for everyone. Um, up today, I just looked, I, I do some work um, with some other mediation services and I just looked at their website. The picture of me is a headshot from you know, three headshots ago and the description still has me living in California. I now live in Chicago and have for two years. You know, so there are certain things that should be adjusted because anything that makes you look out of date makes your website look out of date, makes your practice look out of date. And then the final tip and this really sort of permeates all of the other tips, especially the one of adding new content, is showcase your own success or showcase your achievements. Your website is your advertisement of your practice, of your services, and of you. So it is the place where you need to toot your own horn. And I, I have talked about this in other episodes and in my webinars, the social media webinar. I know, you know, many of us do not like to toot our own horn. We need to. Um, this is not something that other people are going to do for us. And this is information that people want to have when they are making choices. So you want to make sure if you have recently given a webinar or if a client has written you a very nice testimonial, you want to get those things up and current on your website. Um, you want to have a media page if you are doing podcasts and uh, publishing articles. I have an entire page on my Learn to Mediate Online. Oh no, not Learn to, well, I don't have media on Learn to Mediate Online on my Divorce in a Better Way website, um, which is my divorce resources website that I created uh, for my mediation business. And there's a whole page on there that is every podcast that I've ever appeared on, which is a large number of them, um, thankfully. And then articles that I have either authored or contributed to or been interviewed for, TV interviews, everything should go on there because it gives people that flavor of who you are, why you are different, why you are good at what you do. It is important to people. So you do want to showcase your own success. So it's really, that's, you know, those are the nine key tips to updating your website. The key here overall is update your website. That is something I want everyone who's listening to this to please just go take a look at your website. Just look at each page, do this audit and see what you think needs to be updated. Most of the time, it's not going to be a huge investment or a huge, uh, you know, time suck. Um, it's not going to take your webmaster a long time, but, you know, you do want to be competitive and be current. Technology continues to advance. If you are interested in starting your own website, you can have a, a two, three page website up within a day. One day, I can create a website in just a couple of hours. I've now done it a few times. I update my own personal websites. I have learntomediateonline.com, divorceinabetterway.com, and uh, uh, divorceandbeyondpod.com for my other podcast. I actually have Breaking Free, a Modern Divorce 
podcast.com as well for my former podcast. So I actually have four websites. Um, and I do all of them and I make changes to all of them. I do have a program uh, that is going that is downloadable that you can uh, watch. You can get it on the website learntomediateonline.com. You can watch that webinar. It's going to walk you through how to use GoDaddy's website builder to create your own website. To me, that's the ultimate ease of staying on top of your website is the ability to do it yourself. But if you are a professional who does not, you know, you're busy and you want to focus your time elsewhere, this is also a great thing that you can outsource. Um, it's also a great idea if you have someone managing your website, but you still know how to get in there and do things. Um, if you know how to go in there and quickly upload a new blog article, if you've written one, you don't have to wait a couple of days or a week to have your webmaster or get it up. So again, do that audit, run through your website, the first alarm bell should be going off in your head if you haven't done that anytime recently. And I talk to colleagues every day who are like, Oh my gosh, my website, I can't remember the last time I looked at it. Don't let your website be a detriment to your practice, make it the calling card, make it the representation of you that it should be. So check out all of my trainings, the Learn to Mediate Online original training, the, the mediating your practice online um, is now available, I'm very excited, as a downloadable course. So that means that you can watch the entire webinar at your own speed. All of the materials are downloadable. You get the guidelines and ground rules. You also get some additional materials as well as an opportunity to send in questions that I will answer for you. So everything that was there in the live webinars is still available to you, but now you can learn at your own pace. So to check that out, go to learntomediateonline.com and there are links to register. The social media webinar is also downloadable. And now the do-it-yourself website creation um, program will also be available. So go to the website again, and I will see you next week on the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com, and you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.